Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Uncensored Mind. I am AJ Orsini, and I am once again joined by Deceive Dave. He's oh, back God. in the house. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Why do I? Oh, dude, this is too much, man. I keep, I keep missing. I feel like I do it once a month now. <laughs> you have become the special guest. <laughs> oh, dude, so uh, much yeah. going on, but so it, much, it's yes, looking good, man. It's things are looking decent on this side. Well, so. yeah, things got all over the place for good reason. You know, yeah. this will lead to a brighter path for tomorrow for all involved here. Yes, yes. Uh, you did. We are here uh, with episode one ninety six. The march to two hundred gets a little bit closer every week. Uh, you did miss out on quite the debate last week or the oh. last episode I should say I love debates when we were I well luckily for me I'm a master debater but we we had the tag team conversation last uh, episode uh, myself and Joe Pombo broke it down WWE's ridiculous list of its top 50 tag teams that was know. last week that was last no that was uh, no it was two weeks ago yeah it was two weeks ago okay right. i was I about to say damn Don, my days are moving weird dude yeah. i could have sworn that was longer ago. yeah it was longer uh i missed last week for obvious reasons you know about that right and uh so before that uh it was uh pombo and i sat down on a late night sesh to get the tag team conversation in there boy when i tell you that list was weird. It was a weird list. It but was when it. I was looking at it. I yeah. was I instantly shot you a text back like, okay, so what's the like what's the what's the word around about this list because it looks very yeah. Um, what's the word odd. I'm looking for? It was odd. It was like uh, corporate. It's not the, that's yeah. not the word I'm looking for. But no, that's, but that's the only thing I can come up with. The same criteria for the Hall of Fame was clearly used for this list. Right, and it was the the love affair of one guy, <laughs> you know, and you could yeah. just tell. You just looked at this list, and you just went, "Oh Lord, okay." Now we didn't have too much of a problem with the teams that were on it, so much as the order of which, you know, once you have rated RKO at forty one, you better have some fucking stunners above that one. We're like, okay, we had to break things down, but that was fun. 
Right. Uh, so for those of you who missed that, that's the last episode, 195. Uh, today, we have some wrestling to talk about, but we also have some non-wrestling to talk about, including a, a little gruff, a little a little uh, 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 hindrance that was caused at your end. You, you lacked interest in a certain topic of today. You were yeah. just talking about it uh, before we went on the air. I wanted you to save that energy because you made a fantastic point. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who probably felt the same way that you did. So I want to clarify some of that stuff as we move forward. But before we get into the non-wrestling stuff, because I want to end this on a good note, on a positive end, so we'll leave some of that for the ending here. We're going to start off with our wrestling stuff because this Sunday, live on Piss Dick, I mean Peacock, we have the WWE with their annual event money in the bank this sunday i was a crotch hair away from going live with this tonight mm-hmm. we're recording this friday morning i was actually considering going live this week but i have because uh, we've had some requests from certain Ooh. people a few fans have jumped up yo it's been a while since you've been live oh. and i told them i was saving it for 200 but being as though we're still a month away from 200 i figured this would be a cool reason to go live but I couldn't organize it fast enough. I've got some things on my plate. So we're, we're going to talk about it here. Money in the Bank is this Sunday. And you haven't had a chance to watch wrestling in a while. But you, you got your chance yesterday. <clears throat> and you saw some shocking things. Tell, tell, tell the story again of what you saw that boggled your mind when you were telling me off the air. <clears throat> oh, the, uh, I was very curious of what I missed about Bobby Lashley's run. Because I turned <laughs> on the... I turned on the, uh, oh, the wrestling, and the first thing I, I witness is a feud with New Day. Yes. And I'm like, okay, well, this is odd. One man feuding with two, one former champion. It's weird. I, I, yeah, he's a former champion. Even standing next to a champion, he still just doesn't look like a champion. But anyway, I digress about mm-hmm. that. But, yeah, it was just fucking weird. And then uh, the next Raw after that, I believe, I watched, uh, he actually lost. Well, they lost two matches. They lost a tag team match. But when I was when I saw that, I'm like, oh, they, pin, they didn't pin Bobby Lashley. So that makes sense. He lost, but he didn't necessarily lose, right? Right. And the next week, he actually gets pinned in the middle of the ring with, like, no distraction. Just a straight-up uh, roll-up. And one, two, three, dead center of the ring, gets up, walks away, standing up, looking like, confused i'm like okay i gotta i gotta rewind this a little bit i gotta see what's going on i'm missing something did you see the last there's no reason why his feud is with kofi kingston but he lost to uh why am i drawing a blank on his name xavier woods xavier woods they lost to xavier woods so i'm so confused okay so (laughs) after the program withdrew where Bobby Lashley defeated Drew McIntyre, retained his championship, and held him a cell. Immediately after that, uh, they had to play a quick game. The WWE did because I don't. You hadn't seen it in a while, but there was supposed to be a big Hell in a Cell match at the Hell in a Cell pay per view. I mean, they already had two, but there was supposed to literally be a third. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. But where Roman Reigns was supposed to compete against Rey Mysterio inside the cell. For whatever reason, depends on who you talk to, there was something that happened and that match had to be moved. So before Hell in a Cell, Roman and Mysterio competed on SmackDown. 
I don't know what happened specifically. I don't know exactly because you hear the rumors, but I don't know the official reason why. So the pay-per-view happened without the Universal Champion on it. Fast forward to that Monday, okay? Apparently, because SmackDown's on Fox, and and Fox got a cell match. That's fucked up. What the fuck? We're your main bitch. What the fuck is this bitch getting a fucking cell match for? So they had to do. They had to make USA happy. So they threw a cell match on Raw. So a cell match on Friday, two cell matches on Sunday, one cell match on Monday. And so Bobby Lashley got into the cell, and they needed an opponent for Bobby. And I think they kind of already had in the plans that they were going to do something with Bobby and Kofi at some point. So they threw him, the, they threw Bobby into the cell with Xavier. So they had the Hell in a Cell match on Raw, where Lashley proceeded to beat his ass over and over again. That's actually the finish of the cage. He buried him into the actual physical cage with Kofi screaming, Let him go! Let him go! And that was kind of the spurring of the feud. Kofi wanted to get revenge on what Lashley did to Woods, and Woods disappeared from television. He was hurt. And Bobby proceeded to put the bad mouth on Kofi, and then Bobby had survived so many Hell in a Cell matches in a row, so they gave him the night off, and then Kofi and MVP got into it, which led to the tag match that you saw. Okay, that was Xavier's return to television, and New Day won the match. After that, you saw Bobby then lose to Xavier Woods. All this to build toward the idea that Bobby has gotten soft during the course uh, of his run as WWE champion. So they were doing this whole deal with with the MVP was going to have more of his segment with the lounges, and they had these women coming to the ring with him. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so this was a way of illustrating that somewhere along the way he had gotten soft, so they're going to try to toughen him up. And then he went out there, and he threw all the furniture around, and MVP was sitting there like some sort of four-year-old who got his candy taken away from him, and he just had this sad, pathetic face. And Bobby's like, no more. I'm going to destroy him. I'm going to turn into a brutal whatever the fuck it's supposed to give him more of an edge it's supposed to make him come off more like a more menacing champion and that's going to be the matchup at money in the bank him versus kofi kingston in this new mind state of his so that's what they were going with was it a success let's see i don't is it the smartest thing in the world to have the people whose gimmick is sunshine rainbows colorful unicorns to beat the tough guy to make him get tougher but that's the problem with kofi Ooh, okay, down this path Dude, again. No, listen, wait. I'm just, I'm just no. trying to give you what's happening in my head. I understand. And I, I get it, but it, this shit just don't make sense. No, to me. it doesn't. And this is it why Kofi Kingston is not a WWE champion and not a main event guy. He, he never was before. And then they forced it with Kofi Mania. I know people are going to say, "Well, the fans jumped on board. They jumped on board, and then you fueled that fire." Because you very easily could have put his ass back in the mid card, and they would have, they wouldn't have cared. It happened and before. It, it happened after. When he became WWE champion, they, they didn't keep his ass in the main event. They dropped him up to Lesnar. We never saw his ass again in the mm-hmm. main event. He went back to being a New Day guy. Even when he had won the championship, you know, he did this whole Kofamania thing, and he was cutting all these serious promos, and I'm going to go against Daniel Bryan, and I'm going to be the WWE champion. He did all this shit, and then he wins, and he's back to throwing pancakes. Their inconsistency fucks with him. He can't be taken seriously because right. he does goofy shit all the time, even now. Even now. Uh, what was it, uh, two weeks ago? The promo against MVP. Dope promo. He got serious. 
that's this is the kind of champion that I was. This is the kind of champion that I want to be. And he says all the right things, and then he goes back to being the goofball walking to the ring. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't follow any line of logic at all, and that's why he was never a main event and will never be a main event. They can give him the WWE Championship four more times, and it wouldn't fucking matter. I have no problem with him have becoming the champion. Me you just got to stop showing him as if he is a champion. He doesn't look right standing next to these people. And when, when I saw that, I just thought that was really weird. That's all. I, we ain't got to do a deep dive on it. I well, just we're gonna it be, well let's just combine it then because we were going to talk about these matches anyway. No sense in coming back to it later. Let's just start with this because here we pretty much just summed it up. Uh, Bobby Lashley, Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. There was seven matches on this card. We're down to six because Bailey, my soon-to-be ex-wife, went down with a knee injury. She's going to be out nine months. Which, again, (sighs) okay, she's got a brace on her knee. And they said she's going to, the injury, according to doctors, she'll be out nine months. And immediately, people were on the internet, oh, she's pregnant. Huh. To be fair, what? when you said nine months, that's the first thing that popped in right, my head. I but, didn't say it. But that's I the, didn't say it, but that's that is what popped in my head. I didn't say it, but I thought it. Uh, folks, let me explain something to you about pregnancy, okay? Yes, it takes nine months to have a baby. Mm-hmm. But you can't have the baby on Monday and start taking bumps on fucking Wednesday. That's not how that works. Well, the toti is still wide be, open. You're not taking bumps. She would already be pregnant now. That's why. In nine months, <laughs> she'll be ready. Does it? No, no. That's she'll not, have the baby sooner no, than nine No, that's not how that works. It takes the vagina at least two months to heal from that fucking catastrophe. Not when you work for the WWE. You got <laughs> super medicine. <laughs> when you got their medical team, yeah, that's it. They start super gluing her cha-cha mat. Yeah, they just crank it tight, you know, a couple days, and then she's back in the gym. You won't be able to pee, or you won't be able to pee for a week, but you'll be back in the back in the ring a whole lot sooner. Who needs to pee? (laughs) When people were like, "Oh, she's pregnant," I'm like, "What the fuck? I, I I can't even begin to imagine what it would be like to go through all that, pass a human being through you, and then try to make it back to fucking SmackDown that week. I cannot. I can't understand what it's like to be a human that sees that and then picks up their phone and types in the message comments underneath and then hits send and is happy with it. <laughs> and hey, confident. Oh, He's like, I- I'm going to be the first to mention the this. Sheer, I'm breaking the, sheer, the sheer confidence to know that that is okay to do that. <laughs> I don't know. My brain is in a different place nowadays, man. I can't fathom things like that. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, so Bailey's out. So the Bailey Bianca Belair I Quit match, which I was looking forward to actually, uh, will not be happening. They gave her, they gave her her no pronouns. Uh, they gave Bianca her replacement opponent, uh, which was Carmella. And even Ugh. at the sound of that, you realize that's not a pay per view match at all. So they took it off. They didn't even have it on the pay per view. They said, "Look, Thank it's Carmella, God. so it's SmackDown." We can't have Carmella on pay per view. That would just tear the quality of the whole thing down. So there's only six matches. So this is one of them, Bobby Lashley and Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. And, of course, I'm in my own head, and I hype myself up more than I probably should. But this is actually a pretty historical match in the sense of, especially if this match is last, which I don't think that it will be. But if it was, 
this would have been the first time in WWE history that two African-American males would be competing for that championship in the main event. Literally has never happened before. Ever. Every single WWE championship match pretty much has had a white guy in it all the way through. And people are going to have the argument about The Rock till the day, for days on end. But if you were to eliminate The Rock for just one second, this match is historic for another reason. Bobby Lashley is only the second African-American male to ever win the WWE championship. The only other guy to do it is his opponent on this night. Right. So that's never happened before. To my knowledge, and I know a lot about wrestling, I don't ever recall this ever happening ever to where the first guy to ever, that's usually dream match type shit where it's like, it's usually generational. It's never really ever this close. The fact that these two not only are still active, but in their prime, essentially at their ages, they're practically the same age. They're in their primes right now. This is the best Kofi we're ever going to get. This is probably the best Bobby we're ever going to get. And they're going to compete for the title on a major pay-per-view. This is historic. They won't talk about it because, fuck that, they're not going to dip their toe into those waters because in order for them to highlight the fact that this is the first time ever, they'll have to explain why it took 70 years to get here. So they're not going to do that. But but it is happening. It's like, look, we'll give it to you. We're not going to talk about it. But we'll give it to you, <laughs> and it's gonna happen for the WWE Championship. No, nah, I think it's better that they don't say something like that. I'm I'm really big on these historical, but like I see the argument on the other side, like, oh, you should acknowledge it and should. <clears throat> I'm on this weird side where it's just like, no, don't acknowledge it. Just let it happen and let it be a normal thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it's a historical. Let it moment. seem if normal. You know that, and you know that you, if you know that, you know that. But at the end of the day, I'm at the point right now where I'm just always thinking, like, dude, why does every time something – and I get it. I, it's, it's a rhetorical why. But that every time something like this happens, we have to shine the light on that. Why can't it just be something normal? Like, let's start making these things normal aside from a spectacle. So <clears throat> if they don't talk about it, then – and it, like you said, if you know, you know. But – I was saying that the other day uh, when I was actually watching them in the ring. I'm like, man, look at these two high-end, top-of-the-card WWE African-American wrestlers with belts, gold around their waist. They are the ones being pushed. You know what I mean? There's money behind them. There's support behind them. Their merch is being purchased. Like, that's – to me. like I said, if you know, you know. Like, I see that shit, and I'm like, dude, that's fucking dope. I don't need you to put the emblem on the corner of the screen. I don't need the announcers to mention it every five minutes because that to, that to me is pandering. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. to me is pandering. Just let it happen. Oh, shit. Look, two great athletes. They just so happen to be African, African-American. And now if you, you have a, a, an illustration of what you can be, you know what I mean? Like a yeah. lot of that stuff is changed, especially like with women, the way the women are today. Like, I'm glad we're getting past the whole first time ever women's thing. And now it's just becoming, yo, they're dope. Like these are dope wrestlers. I don't even talking about right. like women type shit. So hopefully we start moving into that a little bit more with the norm, but rest assured <clears throat> edge and Roman will be closing out. This. That's why I think, yeah, <laughs> any other matchup for Roman that might not have, this might've been the last the man match. will be closing out this event. So yes, Roman, Roman will be closing out the show. 
because he's the head of the table and he's deemed it to be so. So that's oh, I just rhymed there. I didn't even intend to, but yeah, uh, I, I I agree a lot with what you just said. But you know, if this would have been the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth time, maybe yeah. But the first time ever, first time, it's never happened. A little acknowledgement? No, nothing. We're just gonna walk right by the fact that it's never happened before. This is the first time ever. They've never even been close to this situation. Even if you're going to go back and say, well, Shelton Benjamin should have been maybe, but against who? I can't think of a generation where they've had this many African-American males this elevated. I mean, Big E, Apollo Crews right now. They got a lot of, they got a lot uh, of top-tier talent of here. Top card. You have a lot of mid-card. Yeah. Tag teams with the Street Profits. What are low cards? Bianca, Bianca. Who that is African-American right now is low card? Cedric Alexander. Okay. He, he's got a lot of potential to move out of that, but that's where he's right, currently right. at, yeah. Okay, but, but All levels. The point, yeah. the point of saying that is we have way more upper, mid mid to high card yeah. than we've ever had before. Ever. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's freaking dope. Uh, Sasha Banks and... <laughs> Bianca Belair just won an SP for the WrestleMania match. Yeah, I saw that. The uh, yeah. match of the year. Yeah. Moment. Moment of the year. Moment of the year. Yeah. Moment of the year. Yeah, 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 beca- yeah. Because of having two African American women well, in the main event. No, fuck that. You watch your mouth. It's because they're phenomenal wrestlers <laughs> and they fucking killed can't that it, shit. What's that little man. girl meme that's being passed around? Can't it be both? Can't it be both? <laughs> that's what I mean, though, man. Come on, like, whatever. Like, I can't. Have your pride. Have I get it. That's I'm fine. just that's saying fine. it's the first. I, I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Because usually when people say things that I'm saying right now, it comes off like you're saying it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. So I, I not just can't wait to get to the moment where, yo, this shit is dope because it's dope. It's got nothing to do with their skin. It's got nothing to do with their gender. It has everything to do with their showmanship and their fucking um, athleticism. And all that shit, and they just put on a good fucking show, man. And it don't matter where you are on the card. You're just getting good wrestling no matter fucking what, man. But, again, I live in my own little weird world, so. It's not a weird world. It's just a real. Look at at the world, dude. I live in a fucking weird world (laughs) mentality-wise. Yes, it is fucking weird. Uh, As with all WWE pay-per-views, since all of them now are basically Night of Champion pay-per-views, we have another uh women's championship match now that we don't have the smackdown we still have the raw women's championship in a rematch Rhea Ripley will be defending against Charlotte Flair Ugh. well you didn't like the last match they had well you're talking about the one at mania no the one they just had like a few weeks ago well, I told you I haven't watched wrestling oh, I haven't caught up this, to this, this one. Feud, but this from right what I do fine. remember of watching Rhea since she's been in is I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion it's not that she's bad. She's not bad. She's very dull to me. I don't really like her matches too much. Okay. You know what she reminds me of? Remember when I would I would say all the time that um, I I don't like big men matches. Yes, she's a big man wrestler. Yes, she is. And 100%. I I I don't like it. I get I why just, you don't like it because I know yeah, you enough I, to know that that's not that's not I, enjoyable to you. I don't. Like it's not that she's bad. She's fucking dope. I love the entrance. I love the gimmick. I love the way she looks. She can wrestle her ass off. She can she's work. phenomenal. I just yeah. don't like her matches. Her style. 
that's it, man. Oh, that's why I'm like, that's why when I say boo or yuck, it's just, I know it's just going to be a boring match. Well, that's kind of why I like her with Charlotte. I don't really like her. Like, for instance, I was the first one to say, remember, I'm a big Rhea Ripley fan. I feel like Rhea Ripley is more of the workers, the wrestlers favorite than the fans favorite. Well, that's like a wrestler will look at her and go, wow. She's really With, fucking great. Exactly. Like I'm a I'm a Rhea Ripley fan as well. Like the same thing was um like I'm a huge well, that's not true. I was gonna say Triple H because he's a big guy, but his fucking matches are dope. Um <clears throat> no, I I don't know. I don't like big show. I, I don't hate the guy. I just don't like his matches. Right, no, I, I didn't it. just compare Rhea Ripley to the big show. But I'm just saying the way that it moves, the way the matches move and stuff like that. I just uh, I don't know. It's just gonna be a boring one. Is it gonna be a good match? Probably, but to me it's just this shit's gonna be a boring. That's the only time that uh a lot of the times that Rhea's in the ring, she plays base. Like you said, she she's the, the big she's usually the bigger of the two and she doesn't do a whole lot of movement. She she kinda moves with her opponent to kind of give her that shine. When she's in there with Charlotte, who's another tall individual, right. they go at it. There's actually some shit happening in these matches. Right. Uh, the match she had at WrestleMania obviously was the match of that WrestleMania about two years ago. They finally collided at Hell in a Cell. Not in the cell. They had a regular singles match just like they'll be having here. Right. And the chemistry is clearly still there. So I'm actually looking forward to this one. I was the first one to say her, her Rhea's, Rhea's match at WrestleMania against Asuka was no good. Uh, Clash of her and Oscar just don't match. They don't match. No, they don't. All. She. I would even go on a limb is that like it was almost as if Rhea made Oscar look bad. So the, and the reason why I'm saying this is because not the reason, but what I mean by that is, if that was your first time seeing Oscar, you may not be a fan of her after those matches. Right. Yes, I agree with that actually. So that's and again, it has nothing to do with their skill levels. It's yeah. just. They were not a match. I, again. I don't even think it was chemistry, although there was a it, lack of that. Yeah. But it just—they're two different. St- I don't know. I don't know. It's just I don't nah, like. I it. think it was. <laughs> I just I don't think, fucking like it. <laughs> I think it was a chemistry deal. I, I just didn't. I don't feel like they. If they would have continued that program for at least another two more matches, I think they would have got better. But the fact that they didn't really have much of a history together—one is a fearsome striker, and the other one's a base. You right. know, Oscar doesn't fly around very much. Right. So who is she? Who is Rhea basing against? And then Rhea's a foot taller, so she can't go strike for strike, or it looks ridiculous. So it just doesn't. Well, no, being work. a striker going up against somebody who's tall can work. It's like chopping down the tree. Right. That's fine. It just didn't look good. That's it all. Just didn't it look just, good. It just there you go. It, it just didn't that's look why good. I, I said have it hope didn't for look this. Good. And this is the thing, right? Because there are contrasts between Oscar and Rhea Ripley, so that can. It, there's a higher percent chance that it could look bad, right? But for Rhea and Charlotte, it should work. And I feel like it will work. I still don't know, to me, if it would be a good match. So if it does become a good match for me, I will be surprised. But I just see a lot of punches, a lot of screaming, a lot of drawing, a lot of big hits, big power slams and stuff like that, which is another the style big of powerhouses <laughs> of the women's another, division. Exact, from the women's division. Yeah. Dude, right back to what we just said. When in the fucking world did you ever get two powerhouses <laughs> in the women's division yeah. and it actually like be believable? 
Yeah. Like, I feel like if Rhea walked up to me and snuffed me, that w- it would hurt really bad. Yeah. She'd probably knock me out. Like, yeah. I believe it. So when they're in there throwing blows to each other and, like, slamming people down and stuff like that, like, it, slamming each other down, it, it you can feel the impact. So if you like those powerhouse matches, this is going to be a great fucking match. But again, me, I don't, we'll see what happens. We will see. Uh, one match also on the card that is not a powerhouse match. It's the Raw Tag Team Championship match. The champions, AJ Styles and Omos. Oh, wow, they still have the belts. They still have the belts. They've been running with those Uh, things. Well, that's the funny thing. We're going to get into this in a second. Uh, AJ Styles and Omos defending against the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm saying that we're going to get into this is because AJ Styles apparently has felt the need to defend his current status in WWE. Oh, uh, he took to Twitter. Oh boy! And uh, he he I guess he saw some of the criticisms, and it's not criticisms like negativity on his part. People are kind of outraged that this is where they have AJ Styles, you know, AJ Styles in a tag with almost. Despite being the champions or not, just the program that he's in, and he's got the Viking Raiders, which is not a bad team. It's just, what the fuck is AJ Styles doing in the tag team division at all? And there's a lot of people just placing, uh, the criticism is more or less for the company than AJ. But AJ felt the need to defend his spot. Before you say this, because I did not read this. Okay. If I'm going out on a quick guessing limb, but based off of what you just said and like the question at hand, Mm -hmm. I would say... He's doing this because he wants to, that he's having fun. He's enjoying what he's doing. He likes working with new underdeveloped talent that he can help mold. Like he's growing into this father role where he's taking people under his wing and pretty like, like the Randy Orton's and the, the mankind's and the undertakers. He's falling into that role where he's finding these new people, this new talent that he has interest in and he's working with them. I could be completely off base. There could be a gun to his back of his head right now telling him to do this. I wouldn't know, but I just wanted to say that before you read his response to see if I was on base or if I was completely fucking off. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So no, you're on the money. Yeah. 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 The, you hit the bullseye between the eyes. So I promise you, I did not read that. I don't no, know what you're so about to say. What he said essentially was, is that he was just as surprised as everybody else that when he walked into the door, WWE, he was treated as a star. From the moment he got here. No NXT, oh, no you, developmental. You humble, handsome yeah. son of a bitch. Remember, they <laughs> debuted him in a WWE championship match at the Royal Rumble. Right. So the minute he came in, you know, he goes, I'm a multiple-time world champion. I've worked the top programs with everybody here. I'm having fun with what I'm doing, basically is what he's trying to say. I like the idea that now I can look down or bring some of these guys up to a higher position, just like you said. I want to work with the guys who can get there who just haven't gotten there yet. Right. Maybe needs my name next yeah. to him, and, but I believe in him. And that's why a lot of people have been criticized because even though they're the tag team champions, every time they have a tag match or as, for instance, the last two Raws where the Viking Raiders have taken them on in singles competition, almost was the one that won, but Styles was the one who lost. He right. got beat. He got pinned. So people are like, why do they keep beating this guy in the middle of the ring? And AJ Styles is on Twitter saying, because they're supposed to. Right. This is how we're going to elevate talent. They have to be seen on my level. WWE did a great job of putting me on a high level. 
Right. Now it's my job to get other people on that level. Right. And that's what he's doing. Not just with the Viking Raiders, but so far pretty much since WrestleMania. And even if you think about it beforehand, because he was with he's been with almost for forever. If you look at almost and his improvement in the ring, someone's listening. Right. Almost is getting better. Right. And he's got facials and he's talking more. Like he's not mic'd. You know, he's not cutting promos, but you know, when he does a move, he's talking shit and he's getting animated. And AJ's <laughs> being the, AJ does this thing now when almost wins and the referee tries to raise his hand. Right. Uh AJ pushes the referee away and AJ takes literally his two hands and deadlifts almost his hands into the air like that. It's <laughs> it's hilarious, but he's trying to make the, all this shit work and it's fucking working. Right. And it's cool. AJ's always been the guy that um if you watch his career, you could tell that everything he does in the wrestling business is solely based off of passion. Because he could have been the WWE a long time ago. Yeah. <clears throat> but he decided, you know, he does everything off passion. And that yeah. that comes off in his work, you can tell. So I can definitely see the people who love AJ for what he does and wants to see him holding the belt and be the forefront and stuff like that. But yeah. if he loves doing what he's doing right now, then fuck it, man. Yeah, he's he hasn't just, always been happy going. there, but he's happy now. And I think that's important to remember. Yeah, I mean, he's getting older. It's yeah. fun getting older and, like, falling into that mentor role and seeing people be like, damn, dude, I remember how fucking hard it was to get into the damn business. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and even when I know I'm good or, it, sorry, if I want to, um, you know, I have the passion for this and I have the hard work ethic and maybe I feel like I'm good, but if I can just get a little bit of a different experience to kind of elevate me or if I just had that one co-sign, I would be off to the races. You know, AJ has seems like he has that mentality. Like, look, I could be that for people. But that raises a question. <clears throat> Is it because the people that AJ may or may not, again, I don't know if he's picking these people. They could just be, People are getting pushes and they're just putting next to, to AJ. Could it be that the fans don't see these people on AJ's level? So even with him losing to elevate those people, it just doesn't make sense to them? Like, what do you say to that? I think it depends on the situation. I think there has been some cases of that. But you got to remember, who, we, have to, we have to begin the conversation with the fans. What section of fans are we talking about? Because a lot of the guys that AJ Styles is working with, like, for instance, the Viking Raiders, right? These are guys that he's worked with in the past. These guys have had tag team matches in Ring of Honor. You know, same thing with Riddle. I know AJ Styles has wrestled Riddle before because I called it. So I know it happened. <laughs> I have memory of this. So I know that it's happening. Uh, AJ Styles has a history with a lot of guys. So if you're a hardcore, this doesn't really seem that odd. If anything you got to be pretty excited that AJ's taking the time to do this because how many other guys in the WWE locker room who have some sort of veteran status are going to do that? On the other side, if you're just a casual and you've fallen in love with AJ over the course of the last, let's say, four or five years, mm-hmm. and that run that AJ is referring to about being on top, if that's all you know, right. then this looks odd. That's so true. I could see you looking at this and going, well, hold on a second. Why is he being treated like this? He's been WWE champion like three out of the four years that I've known him, and now he's losing to Ivar on fucking Raw. What happened? Well, right. it's the reverse. We're, we're, turning, we're turning it around. They got to get used to it. It's shell shock. That's all that it really is. I don't yeah. really think it's bringing his stock down because at any no. moment AJ can turn it on and it's over. Right. But I think this is – this. I, 
I might be getting myself in trouble here, but I think this is the run that Kenny Omega tried to do, where he got pushed, or Kenny Omega in AEW. I think this is this is the run that he was trying to do, right. where he was this big star in New Japan, but then he came here, and it was a whole company full of new guys. So he figured I'm gonna. I'm going to relax a little bit on some of the stuff I do, but I'm going to try to bring in as many. That's why if Kenny did the same thing. Kenny started a tag team with Hangman Page, and they were working with all these tag teams. Like I'm going to bring myself to this level now so I could hopefully elevate some other people. And it's debatable whether it worked or not, but that's what I think he tried to do. And then whenever he wanted to, he just turned it on, and bam, now he's the best bout machine again. I think the same thing here. I don't right. think this run he's currently in now where he's helping young talent is going to be how his WWE career ends. I think right when he gets toward the end of his contract, which he's stated multiple times, this is the only one that he, he'll he be signing. This is it, this run that he's on. And I think somewhere toward the end, they're going to spice him back up because they're going to try to get his money worth out of him before he goes. So I think we should all enjoy it for now. Let him take his run. He's on Raw, right? So we got Lashley and Kofi Kingston on top and Drew McIntyre. We've got some fresh faces let them get their run, and then when it's time to really kick it into high gear, they will. He's AJ Styles. He could do it now if you wanted. Imagine living in a world where you're that talented. I'm going to back up, let these other dudes run, and then when I feel like it, I'm just going to fucking steal it from them because I can. (laughs) That's it. And then we just roll with that. Because I can. All because he can. Uh, So we've talked about the women. We've talked about Bobby Lashley. We've talked about Styles. Let us talk about our favorite component of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, and that would be the Money in the Bank ladder matches. And before we even get underway with our current crop, does Money in the Bank even fucking mean anything anymore? Have we lost the plot on this? As far as what? What do you mean? As far as any sort of importance. Because they were running the... Okay, so now they're starting to do this thing on TV like they do for the Rumble where we're getting close to the Rumble, so they're like, there's been 30 Rumbles, over 16,000 competitors, and over 70% have successfully got their running numbers, right? We're doing percentages and ratios and shit. So now they're doing it for Money in the Bank. There's been this many Money in the Bank ladder matches and this many competitors, and the cash, the briefcase has been successfully cashed in 83% of the time. And mm-hmm. this and so forth, in any place, any time, they're really, it was almost like they're trying to rehab it a little bit because let's be honest these last few winners buzz kills i don't, I don't really does anybody remember last year's winner yeah it was um who that miz last year's winner no it wasn't no it wasn't miz it was because he took it from somebody yes miz did take it from somebody but he wasn't the winner of last year's money in the bank uh, Otis. Was it Otis? It was indeed Otis. You are absolutely correct. Now, who won before him? Oh, I I wasn't watching at that time. Okay, so well, that's remember. unfair to ask you then, but let me, I'll tell you right now. Otis was last year's winner. This is for the men. I'm not even going to ask anybody out there to give me the women's winner, okay? I wouldn't do that to them. But okay. as far as the men go, 2019 was Lesnar. Lesnar wasn't even in the match, for the huh. record. For the record. That's a, the only thing good that came from that was we got a few weeks of Boombox Brock. That was it. Right. But, but yeah, he wasn't even in the fucking pay-per-view. I mean, in the match. 
the year that he won. The year before that, okay, Shinsuke, not Shinsuke, excuse me. I jumped the gun there. Braun Strowman (laughs) was the year before that. Where did that wind up? Oh, that's right. He doesn't have a job anymore. (laughs) That's where that wind up. Year before that, Baron Corbin. How'd that wind up? Oh, that's right. He lost his crown and his car and his manhood. That's the, that's the, his, I wish I was making that up. That's his current gimmick. The water boy. He lost his manhood. The coach. Remember the coach? He lost his manhood. That's what <laughs> oh they, they took his crown. They took his car. They took his clothes. They, he's just sulking around being all sad backstage. Ever so closely. And Pete, if you're listening, we finally have our performer who can pull off our sad clown gimmick that we came up with years ago. We wanted to come up with a sad clown gimmick where everything that happens to him is just the worst possible thing you can think of all the time, and he never comes out of it. It's just a string of just horrible things that happen to him over and over, and he just womp, womp. He's just sad. Sad clown. That's Baron Corbin. New one before that. That was Dean Ambrose, who would become WWE champion that night. Didn't wait long. But then the Stone Cold podcast happened, killed his entire run, and then eventually he left the company. Are you seeing where I'm going with this? No one has been built. Yeah, you're a fucking battered man. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, nothing nothing has come from these fu- We're in 2015. I will continue. Well, let me tell you something. Your, your frustration and anger is only going to continue because when it comes to the men's, there's no question – Who's winning this? Oh, you the men's match, right? Right. Who who are you saying is going to win this? It has to be McIntyre. Hmm. No, no. Mm, there's no other option here. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they did it, but I actually feel they're going a different way. Yeah, and who? The John one, Morrison? No, no. He's going to get it. The guy that they seem to be really behind right now and is in almost every fucking segment. And they got the end. What tips my cap to this is they gave him the injury angle going in. He's got the bad foot. That's Matt Riddle. It looks like they're going Matt Riddle. Don't do. Don't do this to me. And don't do this to me. <laughs> Stop it. Don't do this to me. Listen, don't are get you me doing, excited. Are don't you, don't are you, you fucking the, get me excited. Are you doing the Ronin? Don't give me hope. <laughs> yeah, fuck out of here. I'm writing them off. I'm not even going to bother I getting feel, excited about I that. feel like they're really, really teasing. It's going to be fucking Matt Riddle. Dude, Matt Riddle is fucking amazing. I don't care what <laughs> nobody says. He's a phenomenal athlete in the ring. I know he might be whatever the hardcores or the good wrestlers see. I the see, hardcores love him. I see an entertainer. I see a guy who can go, <laughs> and he's just an idiot, and I love it, dude. Every time he's on he's screen, just he says idiot. some stupid shit, and I fucking love every single minute of it don't get me excited you shut your mouth mcintyre is gonna win this <laughs> you shut your dirty whore mouth we're gonna move on with our lives and not even be heartbroken or disappointed but aside from the cinderella story here there is nobody else in this that i see taking it over mcintyre and remember you know how when you look at this money in the bank you know any ladder match you look at it, and then you can spot the one guy whose responsibility is to die. Yeah. That's Ricochet. I was just going to say. He's on this card to die. 
The Money in the Bank men's ladder match is Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, who will be our base, Big uh, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. This might be, this has the potential to be one of the most entertaining ladder matches of all time. I'm not going to fucking front. The talent and the creativity on the guys in this match is out of this world. This is like an all-star game for a ladder match. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, a, I'm making my call right now. You ready? Yeah. McIntyre is going to win. Okay. I would like Riddle to win, but McIntyre is going to win. Okay. Ricochet is going to die. Right. John Morrison is going to steal the show. Now, Morrison is going to steal the show. Okay. That's it. All right. That's my call. All That's right. Based call. on your criteria, I'm going to say that Matt Riddle is going to win this. Okay. I concur with Ricochet dying. <laughs> <laughs> I will co-sign his death. <laughs> but but the one who will steal the show, he does it every match, every ladder match he's in. I'm gonna sneak this one in. Kevin Owens is gonna do something retarded. Get the, I knew you were gonna say. Kevin Owens is gonna do something uh, retarded. You know the SpongeBob meme. Yeah. All right, I'm out. All right, I'm out. <laughs> I, he he always has some sort of death spot. One, there's always one. Like when he took the bomb on the side of the ladder, something to the floor. He always has one retarded spot. Where it's like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it looks cool. And it's just like, here's a death spot. And it always looks more death on him because of his size. When Ricochet dies, I mean, he looks like someone who's just going to flop around. Like, you can see it coming. He's got the bendy, the gumby thing going. Kevin is a 300-plus pound guy who takes ridiculous bumps. So, for him, it always seems to come off a little bit more impressive. So, there's always something that he always kills himself with. So, we'll see on that end. On the women's ladder match side. This uh, one is interesting. Yeah. Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss. It says Nikki A-S-H. I think Nikki a superhero or I don't know. What the fuck? Nikki, Liv almost, Morgan. Like almost superhero or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, and Tamina was just announced this morning as the last competitor in this matchup. This is an entire list of I don't give a fuck. Really? But no, I'm not impressed by anything on this fucking list. But then again, that's their division. Everyone who's in this match is their people. I don't see I don't see Asuka doing much. She never does anything in these matches, and I think she's won one. Naomi usually is the Kofi Kingston in the ladder match. She'll do something crazy, but she won't get anywhere. She won't even be involved in the final decision. Bliss is the one with the gimmick, so she's gonna do some supernatural shit at some point. Nikki's going to fly because she's a superhero. <laughs> Liv Morgan was literally thrown into this match. And believe it or not, I actually feel like she could win this because she's had the least amount of participation, which means she's the sneaker pick. Oh, she's okay. the surprise one. She's the sleeper? Yeah, because they, they, they ref- for weeks they kept playing that they were almost they almost adamantly refused to put her in this match. Right? So they were announcing talent. To be in this match. The only reason she's in this, Carmella was supposed to be in this. But due to Bailey's injury, Carmella got moved to the title match. So they gave Liv Morgan the spot. But they they announced Carmella to be in this. She didn't even have a match. Everybody in the men's qualified. The women just kind of got spots. Right? So Carmella was announced. And then Liv Morgan came out and cut a promo. Oh, it's bullshit. She didn't earn anything. And then they had a match where Liv beat her. Then the next week, Zelina Vega came off of the unemployment line and right into the ladder match. And here comes Liv Morgan. Oh, it's bullshit. She didn't deserve it. And then they had a match and Liv beat her. So everybody who's in this match, she beat, but she wasn't in the fucking match. 
<laughs> and then Carmella, Bailey tears her fucking ACL. Carmella moves to the title match. And all of a sudden, a spot opens up for Liv Morgan. If that's not the ass-backwards booking of a Money in the Bank ladder match winner, I don't know what the fuck is. It's almost identical to Daniel Bryan before he won. That motherfucker couldn't buy a win with Google Play already preset for him. He couldn't buy a win. And he goes off and wins the Money in the Bank and becomes world champion. Same shit here. Liv Morgan, they just kept fucking with her. And they <laughs> fired her friends. And they won't, they'll let her win matches, but they won't put her in the big matches. They just kept fucking and fucking and fucking with her. Liv Morgan so is the one from the Suicide Squad. From the Riot Squad, yeah. Same, Riot Squad, there Same you go. difference, yes. Right, 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 right. Yeah, she's got the ridiculous makeup on and all this garbage. I'm like, all right. They're, they're, of all the talent they've let go, this is what the one that they're fucking, they're pinned to this one. <laughs> they love them some live motherfucking Morgan, and I will never understand it, ever. But I'll say this. I'm glad Liv Morgan is in it and not Shitsy Blackfart because she yep. got moved up from oh NXT. She's on the main roster now. Oh, no. And I got nervous. You get to see her in the bright lights. <laughs> yeah, the bright lights with that fucking tank and all this other. I got I got scared to death. And they were going to put her. I thought she was going to win the world title. I'm like, if there's anybody here who could beat Bobby Lashley, it's fucking Shotzi Blackheart because they love this chick for whatever reason. Right. So, yeah. Well, if I was going based off the same thing I said on the last one, uh, who I would who I wouldn't be surprised would win, but I don't think is going to win is Nikki. Alexa Bliss is going to win this. Oh, probably. Naomi is going to die. And I know Oscar ain't going to steal the show. I don't really know who's going to steal the show in this one. I just know I just know Alexa Bliss is going to win. I don't think it's got to do with steal the show. I just think Naomi's going to do some weird spot. Well, Naomi like might Kofi. be the one that steals the show then uh, because she's going to. I want Alexa Bliss to not even use the ladder. I want her to stare up at the briefcase, raise her hand, and use her powers to bring the briefcase to her. And then that, would be, that would be fire. <laughs> Everyone to be gone. She pushed the ladder out of the way and then like summon the thing and it just yeah, lowers. And it just lowers to her, her possession. And yes. She opens it and then skips away. I'm sold. That's it. That's the finish. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's happened. the finish. Make it work. That's right it, there. man. Alexa uh, Bliss is just OD, man. I really want to go back and watch. I say this all the time, but I do want to go back and watch a lot of her shit because the stuff I'm watching her from her now is not only did she carry last year and she did absolutely nothing but just be a presence now she's actually in the ring so i'm like okay dude this chick is just something different man <laughs> she's, something, she's a different breed is she, that she one. is she you and her are not the same man she is a different person jesus christ one last match here which we already said earlier more than likely will be the main event of this card and that is Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, and his full family. Because they have made amends. All is well at the table of the Anawahi family. All are on the same page. And all are acknowledging Roman Reigns as their head of the table. Their tribal chief. That's the story that I'm actually really sad. I kind of dropped. I, I didn't drop out of it. I just didn't have a chance. And that was the one that I was actually hooked on, man. Yeah. It's I was good. really hoping they would detach themselves from Roman Reigns and then, like, get beat up and then go do their thing. But 
it's whatever. It's good for both of them. Like I said, I'm I'm starting to be sold on them. I hated them before, but I'm 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 sold on them right now. I hated them before, but I'm, I hated them. I'm coming around, but yeah, I like all three. Actually, ironically enough, all three of them, I could not fucking stand them. I love what they're doing right now. There so you go. see, they're 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 working hard. I love what they're doing. You guys told me at the beginning, at the top of this year. Nah, man, Roman's doing something different. I'm like, uh, all right, we'll see. <laughs> I remember it was on the live. You guys are selling the shit out of Roman Reigns. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, well, we'll see. Yeah, he's, he's doing something, man. He, they're doing big things. Well, uh, the far, the family is in full effect, but will that affect our main event as they go one on, oh, he goes one-on-one with the returning edge? And the criticisms have returned. We talked about this when we did our WrestleMania aftermath stuff. And we're back on the topic again because now it's it's fresh. Is this the feud? Because you didn't really you haven't seen a whole lot of the current stuff with Edge and Roman. Is this the feud we were supposed to have at Mania? Is this the evidence when people are saying, "See, this is what what was supposed to happen at fucking WrestleMania. This shit is fantastic, and everyone's looking forward to this fucking match." Right. Is this going to be the the WrestleMania match that we deserved in the fucking first place? I mean, it's going to be a good match. I mean, from what Roman's been doing lately, like I just boasted about, and Edge just in general, he's looking good. They're in there. They're they're shooting these nice promos. A lot of the that's really all I'm getting from it is the promos right now. But <clears throat> yeah, I I think it's going to be a great match. So you're foreseeing this going even harder past this. Uh. Wait, say that again. I'm looking because for- you're saying the feud. You're saying is this the feud? Yeah, that- I, I actually, to be honest with you, just the way that they're doing it now wouldn't have worked at Mania because they didn't have access to Jimmy at Mania. I think the full circle kind of okay, we're all on the same page vibe that they're that they built towards for this particular show. Because even though they've gotten on the same page, the reason they've gotten on the same page is because Edge has fucked with them individually. And it's kind of forcing them together. Oh, enemy of my enemy. Yeah, they want to. They've hugged it out. They've reconciled. But it got there because Edge, they showed the clip of Edge using the chair, that little piece of the metal from the chair, to kind of choke out Roman and the fear he had in his eyes. And then in the buildup to this, he did it to Jimmy. And then just last week, he did it to Jay. So there's these clips of him just making these fucking people suffer Mm -hmm. as individuals. Right. So the idea is, is look, if we do this together, that they can't fucking stop us. Now I know on the surface it sounds like a real babyface thing that the heel attacking the babyfaces have made the babyfaces come together. On the surface, it sounds like it's reversed, but you gotta see the way they put this shit together. Edge, I don't know who's writing this. I don't know if it's Edge and, Re- and Heyman. I don't know if it's just Heyman. I don't know if Roman has a hand. Whoever has got their hands in this. They, they they found it. They this is how Roman Reigns is supposed to be used, just like this. And they haven't overdone it with the Usos. They're gonna put them back in the tag team division, but they're keeping them a part of this top storyline. It's so the way they've spaced everything out. This is going perfection. to do phenomenally yeah. for them in their new tag team run. Yeah. If you if they thought people loved them before, dude, this is it. This is gonna be this is gonna be the first time me personally in a long time that I've seen a push like a deliberate. All right, we're gonna. This is a plan. We're gonna do this. That happened, so we're gonna do this instead. 
Uh, it's going to be a slow burn, but when we get to where we want to be, you guys are going to be should be bigger than you ever were before, and it's it's actually going to work. That tag team is going to have a serious tag team run when they're done with this. What what they're doing right now? Yeah. So Edge and Roman Reigns, and now we have the ultimate question: Does the championship change hands here? And Jesus Christ, is a big piece of me that's. Just, no, right? I mean, no. No, no uh, my head went, the moment you asked the question, my brain instantly said no. But God damn, how long has he been champion? <laughs> Dude, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> Holy if, shit. If in a world he does drop it, right? he gets it back very quickly. Very quickly. Maybe, maybe like a paper, pay-per-view or two, and he, he's getting it back. I don't, is I don't it against see, the guy he be, who I, beat him? Even with Edge being across from Roman right now, I know a lot of people will fucking hate to hear this. I don't see a world where he drops that belt. I just don't see it. As of right now, I just do not see it. Honestly, he's got me sold, man. I, this isn't like the era where you're like, for me, where it's like, oh, you know, I can't stand this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, man, he's fucking killing it. Just let him... <laughs> Fuck it. I, I really don't like what is as edge as the champion. What does that do for us besides put a loss under Roman's belt? I've said this for I've been saying this for a very long time. The biggest issue right now with Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns run is that his whole run is kind of based on him not being able to lose. He can't lose. His gimmick cannot afford a loss unless it's through someone else in like a triple threat match or something like that. I just don't see him getting beat and pinned. It kills his gimmick. So right now, because his gimmick is fire, people are loving it more than they ever have. He's doing really well. They got the Usos higher than they've ever been. They're probably selling more Uso merch than they've ever sold before. Like, Roman is not only proven that he's the guy, but he's also taking his real-life family and making them the guys, too. How do you take the belt off of him? His, you would be fucking dumb to do that. Yeah, his momentum right now is so strong. It has officially saved Jimmy's life. I don't know if you've heard or read recently but jimmy uso in the midst of all this remember jimmy's the one who just came back from injury right they pigeon they put him into the thing that jay and roman have been doing this whole time because it was a fit obviously because of the connection he got arrested again for another dui again the press in the midst of all this he gets arrested again and they acknowledge it on tv but they're gonna keep rolling with this this program has, a lot of people are saying this program saved his job because this is now, I think, the third time that he has had an issue with police and alcohol and driving. Right. And it's starting to irk people. But Roman right now is so goddamn hot right now. So goddamn hot. What was it at Zoolander? He's so hot right now. <laughs> he's so on the fucking ball. Yeah, I don't think. I, I, I can't. He's it's his moment. Can't lose it. As big as a legend Edge is, he is uh, he is not a big enough light to outshine Roman right now. No. He just you can't. He can make his light bigger yeah. because he's Edge. Yeah, and they're gonna but have a hell of a match, and that's gonna only help not, I don't see a wrestler today who can outshine Roman Reigns. It just, can't you just can't right now. It can't be done. 
cannot be done. I know that must annoy the fuck out of so many people because you had just last era, you had someone shoved down your throat. The reason why I feel like this is a lot different is because Cena's run was super baby face. Like, pick up your kids, shake hands, kiss babies type of deal. And that shit gets corny after a while. It's like, all right, dude, whatever. This guy is like about aggression and manliness and head of the table and bow to me like type shit. Where I think a lot more people can just like, okay, like you're shoving this guy down my throat, but I could, I can at least fuck with this guy. You know what I mean? Like I, I think I'm tired of the gimmick. I'm tired of, I want to see somebody else up to, on top. But if this is what you're force feeding me, it's better than what I had to deal with. What a decade and change of the last guy. Now nah, I'm okay. I'll, I'll take the Roman reigns. Well, there are many people and they may or may not be wrong about this. Who said that, and I want to give the man his proper due here, but, Cena walked so that a guy like Roman can run. If you do Roman the way that you're doing now, as good as he is and as as on board as everyone seems to be about his current run, if you would have did that coming out of the Austin and the Triple H and the other era, all that stuff, it wouldn't have worked. We needed someone in the middle to fuck all that up so that we can go, oh, finally, a badass. Um, I'm a, I'll do you one even better. I don't think this Roman would outshine John Cena. Fair enough. I don't, I, in a world where this gimmick where it is right now, and it's, it's only getting better. This gimmick right now versus John Cena at his peak, he, it just doesn't work. Sure. Not because of the, the get just, I'm talking pure light. Yeah. John was Who's too the strong. Leader? John, you, whatever I just said about Roman. Yeah. In that era, you are not outshining John Cena. You can't do it. It I don't give a fuck who you are. It was probably almost a detriment to the company how big this guy's fucking light was because everyone else just looked like really bad. And then on top of that, you hated the guy because of his style or whatever the case may be. So when the top guy you hate but then makes everyone else below him look kind of like, eh, that it's just it just it makes for a bad era, I guess. From what I've heard from people, I personally didn't watch it, but um, I saw some of it. I was I was there when a couple events happened at your house. But uh, yeah, I don't know. As big as Roman is right now, like I said, in that era, I don't think he outshined Cena. So did he actively say that? Like he he he, he like he could he have kept going, or did he just stop because he saw like potential and like he could let it go and do other things now because there were people there. You talking about John? Yeah. No, that because you said that, like he said you said he stepped out of the way so that people like Roman can do what they're doing. I I distinctly remember him saying I, I, he didn't mention Roman per se. No, no, he's not going to do that. Yeah, he didn't single anyone out, but he no. a lot of the reason he felt comfortable, he said, finally letting it go, was because he felt there was enough talent at that time. Then the time that he left. Mm-hmm. that they were in a good spot because, according to him, the guys that were there, even if they weren't there at that moment, he knew they would right. based on their skill level and the trajectory they were on. And he was dead on because we've got some players now. Right. But now we're going the other way with it because now the rumor is is that he might be heading back for a few shots, and I think that hurts. Don't do that. Not yet. Wait till you get to legend status. 
I mean, not I know people yet. are saying yeah, he's already at legend yet. status, but like older legend status, not like because he looks to me like he could still do it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. Here's the thing, though. Not like you said. Not yet. Give it. Give it. A, give it a little bit more time. Yeah. Like, Roman just got not. He didn't just get here, but at the level, again, for me personally, at the level he's at right now, let that burn for a little bit, yeah. man. Let him, let him, let him get up there, and, and his, like you said, his status. Let his light get a little bit bigger, and and then have those two yeah. come together. That's a WrestleMania. The, That's oh one of those God. Mania matches where the title's not even necessary, like the Rock right? Cena matchup. And that, another cool thing top. too is that you got to remember that, and like let's say another five, six years. A lot of those people that grew up that fuck those little kids that were you can't see me shit that still watch wrestling now much longer are not only did they grow up with Cena, but now they're in a world with Roman. So right. whether they love or hate Roman, but loved Cena, when that happens, you're either going to get holy shit, my two favorite wrestle biggest wrestlers of all time are collab or colliding, or I can't stand Roman. I fucking miss John kill him you know what i mean like well we've already seen it crazy we've already seen that and that's why we know it would work and we know it would be a good idea and roman should know better than most because it was his cousin when the rock finally met hulk hogan at wrestlemania and all it was was flash bulbs for five minutes straight right that's the idea that we're trying to pitch here roman right and john right. you could have hogan rock oh, but it, you gotta yeah. wait Gotta wait. Give it time. Don't do let, it now. It's not ready. Let, it's, let it cook. Just keep cooking. Yeah, right you now. seasoned it perfectly. Let it rock. Let it hey, sit fucking, in the oven. Dude, just the sheer fact that we're watching this guy just he talk, and I love that he says it too, man. He's like, I carry this company on my back. Yeah. Like that's I like that shit, man. I like that energy, man. I fucking I don't know, man. I'm I'm huge on him now. He does, it in, it. he does it in little ways, too. I don't know how much of it you've seen, but there's been a few, uh, not even on the show, sometimes on YouTube or sometimes, like, uh, on these little miscellaneous shows where, like, for instance, like, after a match, right, he's coming through the back, and they usually send, like, an interviewer out there or whatever. There was one, I'll never forget it. He just beat somebody on fucking SmackDown. He comes to the back, and one of the lady interviewers walks up to her. He's like, Roman, Roman, if I could just get a moment. And he just looked at Paul. He looked at her. He goes, excuse me, but was this interview time cleared by me? Did I clear this? Just like, well, well I'm not entirely sure. I just want to get some. He goes, okay, this is my show. I am supposed to be the one who approves everything. And since I didn't approve this, Paul, you handle this. And he walked off. Mm. And Paul cut the promo. And I was like, this thing is really going into this shit about this vegan show. I didn't can sign we, off on this. <laughs> can we revisit this whole Paul? I, I swear to God, dude, we nailed it on the head that Paul was there as a safety net. And then Roman said, nah, fuck this. You I ain't about to mouthpiece me. Yeah, I got this. You ain't about to. Yo, Paul, I love still, you. I'm a big fan. You about, you about to make the most money you ever made in your life. Just stand right next to me, bro. That's all you got to do. They still give him his time, though. Every oh, now and for again, sure. You got still, it. Yeah. You but they they use him to kind of summarize the story now. I guess they give that part to him since he's the one writing the fucking but that, story. But that's another, that's another thing about Paul Heyman, right? Anybody else in that role, anyone, pick one, it doesn't have the same effect. Because of Paul's stature, because of Paul's respect, because of Paul's skill, because he falls in line, 
it makes Roman look even better. It's crazy to think that the sheer presence of Paul next to him doing what he's doing makes just by itself makes Roman look in like his gimmick look real. I'll do you one better. Not the Paul. I don't think it's the presence of Paul. I think the fact that Paul sells Roman's presence. Do you watch the entrance? And if you pay attention, when you watch, when you people watch Roman's entrance, the next time you see it, don't look at Roman. Look at Paul. I'm big on the new thing. From the, the from the minute they walk out and he stands there and he holds the belt up and the pyro when he does the walk, Paul never stops looking at Roman ever. Yeah, he's in he, awe. He's in awe. He's an of awe. the specimen. The it came out weird ability. in the beginning. Yeah. And it's so funny that you said that there was one scene I remember specifically where it was super early on where the, I think it was shortly after like the uh, uh, him. They had that cage match with him and his cousin. I'm drawing blanks on Jay. Him, so I apologize. Yes. Jay Uso, him and I had that match. It was shortly after that. It was like a Raw 2 after that. And they were watching a match. Oh, it was a, uh, it was the match with, um, oh my God, I'm so annoyed that I'm forgetting names, but it was a fight that Jay Uso did, and if he lost, then he would have a chance at the, the belt. And then he lost, and it was like, oh, now I got to make up for your mistakes, whatever the case may be. But yeah. there was a scene- He with, lost with to the, Daniel Bryan. That's how Daniel Bryan got yeah. in, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So as he was watching the match, they, they cut to um, Roman Reigns in the back, and he's watching it in the room. And I thought it was super weird, but now that you're mentioning it, that's the first thing that popped in my head. It's a it's a quick like 10 second scene of Roman sitting there quietly, angrily staring at the screen watching the match. And the entire time, <laughs> Paul is turned towards Roman. Yeah. Like he's standing right next to him, towards Roman and just staring at him. Yeah. Like the whole, he's just staring at him. And then like the last two seconds, he turns and looks at the screen. Whenever, <laughs> whenever Roman's so doing, whenever Roman's doing a promo in the ring and he is talking, if you notice, he doesn't hand the mic to Paul. What he does is, once he's done talking, he just extends his arm out like he just lets it loose. Right. And Paul is just expected to get it from him. Right. He doesn't hand it to him. He just kind of, it just kind of sits almost, there. Almost and when like Paul, a servant. Yes. And when Paul doesn't get there on time, he does that little leer back. And Paul runs over and grabs I'm so sorry, my tribal chief. I'm so sorry. And he goes back to his corner. That's another part of it. He sits in the corner. He doesn't invade Roman's space when he speaks. It's all attention to detail, bro. All attention. He's one of the greatest people in fucking wrestling of all time, man. (laughs) Paul Heyman. Like, if you don't sit there, you can analyze this run and just look at Paul Heyman and just see what he does for the character. That's the cool thing about this, too. Like, it's it's a whole unit. It, it's yeah. it's everyone together. There's a bunch of cogs in this machine, and they're all spinning to make this this huge. It's good, man. It's good. I'm sold on Roman. Long long story short, guys. I'm sold on Roman. Long <laughs> long story short. I'm sold on the man. It's good, man. It's good. It's good. Man, man, man. Well, as great as Paul Heyman is, uh, you know who else is great? Me. Wow. I'm great. And mm-hmm. I would like to let everybody know, mm-hmm. uh, before we transition into the next and last thing that we're going to talk about on the show, that you could get a chance to hear my greatness unfold by a thousand, apparently, because I'm being told that I'm going to be working my ass off, apparently, 
Oh. On August 21st and August 22nd, double back-to-back days, this is going to be a Friday deal and a Saturday deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be with Global Syndicate Wrestling yet again. I will be in the booth yet again. Who will I be working with? I do not know because they are having a special guest be with me. Okay. So this is a surprise to everyone, including apparently me. <laughs> but it's okay, because I'm confident enough of my ability. If they put me in there with fucking anything, I would fucking I'd try to make it work. But uh, yeah, so Global Syndicate Wrestling will be having uh, another event. It is called, and I had it right, I believe it's Global Festival. I believe it is. I had it right in front of me a second ago, and I got so hyped on Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns, it all kind of went away. Give me one small sec. There it is. Click. I know people are saying, well, shouldn't you know that? Shut up. Global Festival. There you go. <laughs> Global. F- I have a lot of dates in my head, guys, so you have to excuse me. Global Festival. It is a two-day event. Now, I have to get specific with you folks. There's another event that they're doing. They're taping for their high-voltage YouTube show on the same two days. They've got to get those money. they got to get their money's worth out of this fucking building. So at 3 p.m. Friday and 3 p.m. Saturday, they will be having a full show in which they'll be taping matches, and they will have them uh, spread out throughout the uh, the YouTube series. So you'll get this, a chance to be a part of that audience and experience it live, but it won't be on YouTube for a little while. Then at 7 p.m. on both Friday and Saturday, night one and night two, they'll be having their global festival event in which we'll have some matches there that I'm going to describe in just a second. And from what I understand, I believe I am the play-by-play man for the main shows, which will be at 7. I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to be the voice for the 3 o'clock show because we have another commentator who does the high-voltage show. So I don't know if they're bringing him in for 3 o'clock and I'm doing 7. I don't know if I'm doing 3 and 7 and 3 and 7. I don't have a clue yet on the final word, but we've got some time. They've got a month to figure this shit out because I need to know what I'm doing. Right. But I'll be ready for. I'll be ready either way. I know I'm on the main card because I'm me, baby. No disrespect to the other guy, but it's me. So I'm gonna be on. Am I throwing my weight around enough yet on my own show? No. Okay. If um, you don't, no one else will. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no bigger fact has ever been spoken live on a podcast ever in the history of podcasting. <laughs> uh, if I don't promote myself, fuck it, right? But. It's going to be a fantastic event, once in a lifetime, actually, because there's a lot of talent on here. Even I haven't had a chance to work with yet, and that's saying something. So we got to have the finals. We'll have the semifinals to our uh, Global Global Cup Championship tournament for the women's title uh, on night one. All right? So that's why we have a – we're going to have – that's not why, but we're going to have a two-night event. So Allison Kay and Trisha Dora is going to meet in the semifinal. And Deanna Perrazzo and Vicky, Vicious Vicky are going to meet in the other semifinal. The finals to crown the champion will happen on night two. That should be interesting. Hammerstone's got the GSW World's Heavyweight Championship. He'll be defending against Steve Macklin. Impact Wrestling's Steve Macklin. Gio Galvano, the GSW Next Gen Champion, will be defending against Austin Aries. Uh, Jacob Fatu against Robert Martyr. Uh, the most marketable man, the most marketable. I have to, I have to work on that. He told me I got to fix that. <laughs> most 
Mar- I gotta, really got to sell it. Richard Holiday going one-on-one with Will all day. It's my first time working with him, so I'm excited. And uh, those are some of the matches that will be taking place on night one. Night two, as I stated before, the finals uh, for the Women's Championship will be taking place on night two. We also have uh, Tyson Maddox against Ricky Reyes. That's going to be a battle right there. I like that one. Uh, a Hammerstone and Holiday will reunite as the dynasty one night only to take on the team of Donovan and Anthony Gangone and Davey Richards back in a wrestling ring against former X Division champion Josh Alexander over on night two. That's all the action so far. Like I said, we've got a month to go, more matches to be announced, more of the festivities we've got to get to, and uh, I will be your voice yet again. And before we get there, folks, can I just make mention of one thing before I get back in the booth for GSW again? For all you fuckheads and the too many WWE references, have some fun, will you? Will you please? I listened back to it. It wasn't heavy, okay? And if you're asking me to call the names to moves to the individual, tell the individual to have a name for their move. That'd be helpful. Don't put that shit on me. I'm not the one who came up with their move set. That was what them and their trainers decided to do. If, if, if I ask somebody a question and they don't have an answer or they didn't come up to me in the first place, I'm calling what I see. So that's just a heads up. You know how many times I've contacted talent? As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to name names, but uh, uh, the last show that I did for GSW, I spoke to the whole roster. I said, hey, if you've got notes, if you've got names to any of the moves, anything a part of the story you want me to tell, I'm a commentary, blah, 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 please hit me up, let me know. And this was like, I don't know, two weeks before the event. Mm-hmm. One person hit me up. One. So I put over his shit heavy because he's the one who contacted me. Everybody yeah. else, if you're going to make me do it on the win, that'll do it. But it's going to come out the way that it's going to come out. Right. That's it. If you want it done right, do it yourself. So yeah. let me know what you want done or <laughs> I'm me. going to do it myself. Well, I got a whole notebook full of notes that I made myself. If you don't give hey, me listen, anything, man, I'm going to make it I myself. I got a job. And if you want me if you want me to do my job the way you would like, I have no problem doing that. But there you got to speak to them. Because I have getting, a job to do. I so. refuse to sit here and be killed by the public for something that I didn't do. If I fucked up on the air, I fucked up on the air. But if you're telling me one of my criticisms, well, you're not naming the moves. I don't name the moves. Right. I call them. If a, if a guy does a pump handle slam and he ain't got a name for it, guess what? It's a pump handle slam. Sure. That's it. There's nothing else we can do. I can, I've done it on a few occasions. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to front. I'm going to tell the truth here. On a few, There's a few occasions in my career as a commentator where I, I have made some shit up on the air. But I did it with friends. You know, right. like when I called by accident, I was making a joke. I called Smiley, your, na- your friendly neighborhood psycho. That was just something we came up on the whim. He turned it into a shirt. It worked out. But, like, that's kind of an on-the-whim thing. I'm not going to name a fucking move of yours. To me, that's high-key disrespectful, not for nothing. <laughs> like, if I got a move, and I, I got busy, right? I got a move. I do have a name for it, but that day that for the show I got busy or late or whatever the fuck and I never got a chance to speak to you and I know going forward this is going to be like my main move and then you just call it some shit on the air and I'm like oh god no that's not what it's called now I gotta fix it that happened to us on the other side as a tag when I was managing my tag team we have a a finishing move called blood on the pavement and I told one of the commentators this is the name of the move when we hit this call it this but I guess he didn't bother to tell the other dude 
So we had started to set up, and the other dude was calling it some other shit. I don't even know what he was saying, but it was corny and dumb. And I was like, please fix this dude when I was listening to it back. So the other commentator is yelling this name that I've never heard of, that he just decided on his own this is what he was going to call my move. It was like three or four times he said it. Then we hit it, and the other commentator said the real name. And I said, y'all motherfuckers have confused the whole world. And that's what I try to avoid with people, sounding like that on the air. So if y'all got names, let me know. If you don't, I'm calling that motherfucker. That's it. That's all there is to it. That's it, man. So I'm going to be in Asbury Park on August 21st and 22nd. I just had the address in front of me. but Oh, 572 Cookman Avenue in Asbury Park, the House of Independence. I don't know what building that is. I've done shows in Asbury Park before. But I've never done them in that building. Actually, I've never done them in a building. Now that I'm thinking about it, last few times I was at Asbury Park, we were on the beach. And imagine imagine the fun I had being on a beach in the middle of the day in July in a suit. <laughs> Those were fun fucking times. That doesn't sound like fun. No. It sounds terrible. does not sound very fucking fun at all. <laughs> we're going to be wrapping up very, very soon. But before we do, I wanted to get your opinion on something you said you haven't seen in a while. Uh, but the time that you have seen recently, you've witnessed the Thunderdome. So this past, what the fuck is, oh, actually today, we're recording Friday morning. Today on SmackDown, the Thunderdome is bye-bye. We've got a full house mm-hmm. with people slobbering and spitting and coughing and I assume in certain sections pissing and shitting on each other. Maybe. Yet again, uh, we're back on the road. AEW uh, is the first major television studio to do it. Ring of Honor recently did it uh, with their Best of the World pay-per-view. We're back in action. We're back on the road and the WWE starts tonight. Do you believe that the return of the audience will increase or decrease the quality of today's product. Well, obviously it would increase. It will would increase it, it. It's a matter of, no, it's going to increase it. People being there, hearing that energy, feeling that energy, like they've done a good job, the wrestlers themselves. Like we, we, we it was very obvious before. It, it's very believable now. Uh, with them in the ring, but it's really hard to do what they do without any energy. I mean, we hear shit, but I don't know how much of that they're actually physically piping into the stadium. None. So they could be going in there completely no sound at all, just listening to their own grunts and screams. And the fact that if that's the case, again, I don't know if that is or not, but if that is the case, that is a very difficult thing to do. Something that is purely, not purely, but very heavily dependent on energy that really drives you and gives you momentum and makes you feel good to not be there and then to go right back into it. So I think the pure energy of the entertainment and the the wrestlers and everything is going to feel better. It's going to look better. It's going to be, it's going to be great. But I think the problem Uh is we're going to start seeing the bullshit. (laughs) No more is this, piping in i mean i'm sure they can there it is that's where i was headed i'm sure they still can but i mean they have done it before but when you're in the building i guess that's where the experience changes you're gonna really find out what's really working and what's Uh really not working because you get the pops when you want them you get the cheers when you want them you get the boos you got the this is awesomes you got all that shit 
you get to choose when that happens. Now, in the building, you cannot do that. So we're about to find out who's who's been gaslighted to think that their gimmick is working and who is is just killing it. First problem I could already foresee, and the biggest one that they're going to probably have, is on SmackDown. Because I promise you this, folks. When Roman Reigns comes out to a full audience, they're going to pop. They're not going to boo this man. <laughs> this right. is, they're just not. This is the Roman Reigns they've been asking for. Right. The reason why they kept it away is because he's, a, he's acting like a heel. They don't want him to be cheered, but he's going to get cheered. Right. Maybe that play when that when that fucking theme. Yeah. When oh, that, that theme, theme is hits. so good. When that theme hits, that building is going to fucking explode. Yep. Oh my god. Absolutely. I, I want to feel that bass of that song live. Oh my god. That slow down. I still get heat to this day. It's just a slow down shield theme. Doesn't they, matter. They hip hopped it a little bit, but it's it's still the shield theme. Oh my god, that shit is hard. It's so good. So good. Yeah, they're gonna lose it. We're about to find out real quick what's working and what's not working. They were in control of the fan reaction on this show for a long time. They're gonna lose that when the audience comes back because then the audience <laughs> will be back in control and we will see who they like and dislike. I feel bad for the casual fan, like like myself or people who are like even more casual and stuff like that, who are led to believe certain things, right? And then they get in the building. And they, they Roman comes on. They're like, boo! And everyone's like, yeah. And they're like, wait, what? Hold on. Wait, what's happening? Wait, this guy is bad. Why are you cheering? <laughs> no, I had that exact experience. I had that wait exact Wait a minute. Experience. Wait a minute. Because you got people who've either never been to an event or haven't been in a long time. So they only know what's in their living room. Yeah. And they're going to get into the building they, and boo someone. And yeah. the crowd's going to go nuts. Go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They uh, haven't been given the script. Yeah, they haven't exactly. been given the script. I experienced this. What was it? WrestleMania 29 in New York or New Jersey, whatever. Uh, the opening match: Shield against Orton and Big Show and Sheamus. And we were seated next to, I would only assume the most casual of fan, right? Because I think the first one out was Randy and then Sheamus and then Big Show. Like people were cheering for him, right? Mm -hmm. They popped hard for him. And and then when the Shield music hit, Sierra Hotel, they started booing because they just figured, okay, here come the bad guys. Mm -hmm. But they got a bigger pop than the fucking good guys did. That building went fucking apeshit when the Shield came out. And they literally said out loud, I don't understand. I thought these were the bad guys. <laughs> they didn't get the script that today's wrestling fan they don't abide by those rules. They just do whatever it is that they feel like they want to do. Right. And hey, then, listen, it, long long are the days where it's like, look, this is our gimmick. This is what we're going to give to you, you know, and it's up to the wrestler to make it believable. Now it's, it's you can't feed the fans. The fans are just going to love what they love. And then they're going to, they're either going to boo or they're going to cheer. It don't matter, and that's why I think uh, the Cena run was so weird because people didn't a lot. A lot of people wanted to be vocal about how much they hate him, but the numbers in the back say people love him, so it was just a constant confusion. <laughs> Nobody knows what's going on. So I'll give him credit for running with it for as long as he did. Yeah. The fact that it didn't make him crack. No. The fact that he just rolled with it and acknowledged it from time to time. 
Let me tell you something. When John you comes learned, back now, they're gonna pop. They gotta pop hard. They won't. I don't think there'll be as many boos. Really quick, that if I walk out this door and I go out there and there's a thousand people, there's millions of people out there, and they're all saying, "Fuck you, you suck, you can't wrestle, you're trash." That's just gonna hurt your ego. You'd be like, "Damn, man, that sucks." And you go into the back and they're like, "All right, here's your check," and you're just like, "Wait a minute, what?" All right, fuck it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm getting paid this much to fuck it to be at the top and be booed. Whatever, dude. Fuck it. I see my merch out there. I don't care what it sounds like. When I look into the when I look into the seats, I see me all over the arena. Something something's right. You know what I mean? There you go. That's crazy. Man, oh man. So that's the wrestling stuff, man. Money in the bank. This coming. We we spread off and we so many different. It was good, man. This. I haven't talked about wrestling in so long. I'm fucking, I'm so, hyped. Speaking of broken timelines and conversations, Loki wrapped. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, shit. Was it good? Is it worth watching? Here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm gonna tell people right now off the back. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Loki uh, is very, very high. Dialogue-wise, right? That makes sense There's to me, There's not a lot going on here, physically. Now, having said that, if, if, you're look, if you were looking for one of these shows to kind of kick us away from the Infinity War stuff and into whatever new direction that they're supposedly headed, this, this show took us there. Okay. Right. This was a glimpse, an idea of what all this shit they got planned is going to fucking look like. Right. This was a tease. Right. This is what it. the new shit's going to look like. They, they, they do a lot of explaining of things, a lot of breaking down of things. Some of these episodes are fucking tedious. But you, I, I, per, I personally think... That if you want to understand where these movies are going to be headed, <laughs> this is kind of a must-watch because right. they're setting the rules in place for what can and can't happen moving right. forward. So I have and, a feeling this show, this one's all over the fucking place. Yeah, there's a because lot that's of the whole theme. Yeah, of this season, if you want to call yeah. it that, that we're about to go through. They, like, yeah, they spent an awful lot of time trying to make sure. That you get the concept with time and how they will be using it in the future. Oh, so is it kind of Doctor Strangey? Very, actually. There were a lot of people that were actually very upset that he wasn't involved in this. Uh, But again, same thing what people said about WandaVision. Like, why didn't they include? People are frothing at the mouth at what Doctor Strange is going to be able to do within these parameters that they just said. Because based on what they just did, Doctor Strange might walk out of this the most powerful entity we got. Because he fucks with all this shit. And so the Doctor, they're, they're building Doctor Strange to be the next Iron Doctor Man. Str- I don't know about the next Iron Man, but he's got the May slot. They're, they're putting a lot of right, he's pressure carry, on this. He's going to carry the... He's going to be the face of Marvel. Well, I think they're leaning toward Ms. Marvel for that, but I'll discuss that after the gotcha. fact but for right now gotcha. for yeah. right now it looks like the next because we don't have an avenger fill coming up so every phase has to have that one heavyweight 
movie, and it looks like it's going to be Doctor Strange. Because everything that has happened so far, with the exception of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which that show... I haven't finished that either. Yeah, I have that show that. set us up for another area. The Armor Wars, the Secret Invasion, the Sam Jackson, the Don Cheadle stuff, from that's going to also happen down the line. Mm-hmm. But 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 WandaVision, and to a degree, I think Loki did this too, WandaVision kind of set up the mysticism that we'll be using, kind of like. But Loki is dealing with the meats and potatoes. This is fucking with time. This right. is how we fuck with it. This is how we're going to fuck with it. So later on down the line, when you see shit and it doesn't make sense, please refer to this episode because these were the rules and parameters that we set in place. Loki, this is the first time in Loki that we see Loki where he's not ahead of the game. Every time we see Loki, he's got some sort of plan to hatch or he, he that's how he creates his mischief. He puts things together in place and people fall into traps and blah blah. He he's completely blindsided and surprised by everything that's happening. He's confused for most of it. <laughs> and I think that's perfect because we the view we the the viewer, the watcher, the people who are watching the show, there are gonna be some points where you're like, I don't get it. And that's when he says on TV, I, I don't understand. And then they have to explain it to it's so perfect the way they did this. The way right. that they way that So they is this supposed to be stuff. like his origin story, or is this <clears throat> like Loki as we remember him from last uh from like the last movies, but just like a continuation into something different? Okay, so no origin. No origin. Uh they did his origin in the first store. They they don't touch that. Where they pick where this show picks up is remember in Endgame when he picked up the Tesseract and then disappeared? Right. Okay. The first scene in this show is him literally picking up the Tesseract from Endgame, going through the portal, and then where he winds up after the portal. Oh, so this is this like, is oh, picking shit. up right where that portal thing took off. We're, we're kicking it right from there. All right. Yeah. And, um, I'm gonna check it out. I got turned off with the whole social media shit. Man. Well, yeah, that, that was mention that mention that part again. Literally, so literally, I was sitting here playing the game, chilling, and. Uh, one of somebody I was on there with was like, "Yo, Loki comes out tomorrow," and I'm like, "Oh shit!" That I was, I was like, "Okay, some more Marvel shit. I can't wait." So I turned over, looked to the missus, and I said, "Hey, do you want to watch Loki?" I'm expecting her to lose her shit because she loves Loki. She goes, "She Loki is just one of those characters that she just fucks with. She fucks with that character." So I'm like, "She's really gonna love this." So I ask her, and she goes, "Nah." I go, wait, what? What do you mean, man? I thought you would lose your mind. She goes, yeah, but they're saying some weird shit on social media. I was going to be all about him being gender fluid and he's going to be a woman and a man. And she's like, I don't really feel like watching that. Like, I just like, it is what it is. But like, I don't know. It's just not a story I want to watch if that's what Loki's about. So I was like, Eh, okay. So then I literally never talked about it since that. Yeah, and there was a lot of people that felt that way because of the social media um, outburst that took place about the gender fluid, blah, 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 blah. Right. Okay, let me address this now here on the show about that. Folks, that shit does not come up at all in this show. It's never even fucking mentioned. There's like one joke that the girl makes to Loki about 
princes or princesses or whatever the fuck, and that's literally it. It's like five seconds. They don't talk about gender at all. Do you know why, folks? Because Loki doesn't turn into fucking anything. That's not what happens on this show. Loki does not become something else or shift into other things. That's not how this works. This show is about time. Right. And there's one main line. They call it the sacred timeline, which is the one that we saw through the Avenger films, right? And every time something deviates from that timeline, when something happens that's not a part of the plan, it shifts. Like, for instance, when the Avengers went back into time and fucked with it, and the Tesseract became available, and then Loki took it and disappeared, that took him off the timeline. That's a fuck-up. Right. So that's what they're there to address. That's why he's in trouble, because he wasn't supposed to do that. Right. And that's the basis of our story as we begin. The female Loki that everyone keeps talking about, well, he just turns into a girl. No, he doesn't turn into a fucking girl. When he goes to the TVA which is the Time Variant Authority, right? The place that monitors the sacred timeline and clips, so to speak, the branches to make sure the sacred timeline stays exactly that, sacred. They keep everything in line. And then you find something, every time something turns off of that line, they call it a variant, all right? It changes something that's not supposed to be changed. So they sort of, they, they, they get that person, they restart that timeline so it goes back to where it's supposed to be, and they handle that variant. He, at this point, is considered a variant, because when he touched the Tesseract, he fucked everything up. Right. Now, what they explain on the show, and I don't want to give too much away for people who haven't seen it, but what they explain on the show is that while there is a sacred timeline, the one that we focus on the most, there are other versions of this timeline. Multiverses. Right, just like in the comic book, right? There is another version of us in another dimension somewhere that thinks like us or talks like us or has characteristics like us. There's just subtle changes. Think of any TV show like that. We've this is not the first time we've Marvel didn't invent this, right? It's like different. Right, right, right. Like even, in an alternate universe, in an alternate universe, I could be rich. Right, I could be. So a what woman. happens is, is I could be whatever. Yeah, like right. If, so in the show, this female Loki that everyone's talking about, he doesn't turn into her. He's not become her. She's low-key from a different fucking timeline. Right. And it's I'm, I, I, I laughed because at the end of the show, me and Steph had a big laugh because the whole social media thing was he turns into a girl. He does this, and he does that. We see the regular Loki. We see a female Loki. We see a black Loki. We see a kid Loki. We see old Loki. We see an alligator who was a Loki. Uh, there's a bunch of literally different fucking variations of Loki that appear right. on this show at one point in time or another. No one talked about it. All they talked about was the one female, and because right. they hadn't seen it yet, and they just assumed he would be turning into her as opposed to him literally meeting her somewhere and fighting her and then them coming on the same team for a greater purpose, they never talked about it right. because it didn't fit into the narrative. It was no, easier for them to be like, yeah, he turned into... No. If you see... I think she debuts... Uh, she. She's a mystical figure in the first episode debuts. You see her face face, I think, around the second or third episode. And it was never talked about again because it didn't fit the narrative. He didn't turn into anything. He didn't say anything about gender or gay or nothing. This never fucking comes up, ever. It's all about fucking time. 
how to stop right. this from happening how do you do this how do you do that and all that stuff and you, just to move on to the other one as well it it's funny because i didn't know i had this issue i wouldn't even call it an issue but i did not know that it was happening to me until you said it and you said on facebook i must be getting soft because black widow is like od like there's just so much going on oh yeah fighting and all that crazy shit i saw the preview to black widow and didn't have interest in it because of how i know this is gonna sound weird i'm making up a word here kung fu it looked <laughs> like it looks like a kung fu movie yeah and i and i didn't know why i felt that way i'm like dude what's what, what's the difference between this and anything else they've ever done that's what she does like it's, right. it's her character why do i feel this way and i think you nailed it when you said that a lot of these shows are much slower paced they have to be because they're they're multiple episodes instead of just one big bang you get story then you get action all in like within an hour yeah these are spread apart. So you're getting more dialogue, more story, more soap opera type stuff. And then you're getting a cool fight as like a treat at the end. Like you're watching Marvel. So you got you to see something blow up. Yeah. But you're getting pure acting. You're getting all this stuff. And then you look over the Black Widow previews and you're just seeing people flying and flipping and the steel image of them sliding backwards with their hand on the floor, looking at each other. And it's just like. That's stupid. Like I don't I don't want to watch that. Like that looks really bad. So that's the only reason why I haven't checked out Black Widow yet either. It's because of that reason. Like I saw the preview and it just seemed a little over the top and I just didn't rush to it. It it's a fucking it's an adrenaline shot to the fucking chest. Cause I'm like I think we were about shit, thirty minutes in. And I was like I just leaned over. It's like, what the fuck is happening to me right now? Right. <laughs> because so they start off. You haven't seen this yet, right? No. Okay, so I don't want to give too much away. But they start off. Like the first, I want to say first 15 minutes of this film is the saddest, darkest, most disturbing shit I've ever seen in any MCU film. Anything. Anything. The opening credits, you cringe. You're like, oh, fucking God. Like, you're just like, ooh. Although they did give me a nice little rendition of uh, Nirvana's Teen Spirit. I shared the video on my page of the song. It's a nice up-to-date remix that's really slow and sad. I was like, but like in the first few minutes, you're like, oh, my fucking God. Like, this is so dark. I'm like, Jesus. And it's high intensity in the beginning, even with kids. They're involved with kids in the beginning. Uh, this is like t- like maybe, like, I don't know, 12, 13-year-old Nat and her younger sister. Like, they're introducing you to the family. And then they kick off the movie where she's running from the law. Like, uh, this happens. This movie in the timeline happens just after Civil War, but before Infinity War. Right. So that's the time frame. So, like, they're showing all the different shit. And I cannot, I wish that was exaggerated. It just seemed like every five minutes there was a fight and everybody fought. With the exception of like one dude, I can't think of a single scene that he was in. But it was just like, fight, 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 fight. <laughs> she fought her sister. Then she fought Taskmaster. Then Taskmaster Line fought him up. I fight all of y'all. Every I was like, what the fuck? Up. Then she fought 
she fought a Black Widow, and then she fought all the Black Widows. And we're like, what the fuck is happening? Every She's two OD. seconds, every two seconds, this bitch was in a fight. And I, at one point, I literally, she leans over in a huff. I'm like, you gotta be tired. I've been in this theater for only an hour and forty minutes. You gotta be tired. Nah, dude, she never tired. Cause of I'm that. like, what the fuck? And there's one scene I won't give it away that was so gross. Uh, it was at the very end. She did something with her nose. I won't spoil it. She did something with her nose that made my wife fucking jump. She went, oh! <laughs> she was like, oh, fuck, God, I don't want to see this. I was like, it's got to happen, bro. It's got to happen. When you see it in the context of the actual scene, I'm like, that shit had to happen, though, bro. Like, right. she had to do that. But it was, it was fucking gross. But, like, the, the, whole, the whole film, like, they still tried to have your little Marvel moments, like her sister, uh, Yelena, played by Florence Pugh. Huge fan. Huge right. fan. She's hilarious. And I'm like, if she's going to be the Black Widow moving forward, co-sign. Because she could do the scenes. And not for nothing, she's a little shorter than Scarlet, but she's kind of bottom heavy a little bit. A little thick in the legs a little bit. Okay, okay. So I'm okay. like, all right, I fuck with it. I, I could use a thicker widow. I'm all right. But okay. Scarlet, though. Scarlet, Scarlet's a beautiful woman. I'll give it to Dude, her. Hey, I don't know, man. For me, she has to have the prettiest face yeah that like it's just not even on like some like take attractive out of it i guess if you can like just the structure of her face she's just a beautiful fucking woman it's just insane like she'd go ball-headed and still be fucking gorgeous i also her face one of the things that i think i appreciated the most out of uh this film was scarlet because when I got home, I didn't realize that Disney Plus had put out a, a Legends thing for her. They have this little show where it's Legends, and they just kind of tell you the story and the MCU of each character so far, of what they've done. And Scarlet's been there since the beginning. So hers was a little longer than the rest, and you just kind of see her progression. Her Every movie, it seems like they give her something new to do physically. Mm-hmm. And they, she doesn't get a lot of screen time, so they kind of maximize it, right? They give her the hottest shit they could possibly think of. Right. This movie is all her and, right. and and some of the new characters, but it was focused primarily on her. So some of the scenes that she's in where you're like, man, this is a really physical fucking scene. She fucking dominates. And I'm like, that's 10 years of experience right there. Like, she mm-hmm. just knows how to be fucking Black Widow. Like right. we're gonna and lose the cool that. thing is she's a great actress. Yeah, it's like because she's done things outside of Marvel that yeah. she can act. So that was she probably came into this as her strong point, and because she got all that experience of literally just being in the fight scenes. Yeah, she's that now that she has her movie, she's got both. Yeah, so she's now, listed as an executive producer of this movie. Yeah, so she had a creative hand in it, and then when you see how put together the ending was for this film. You're gonna be like, yeah, I think she, had, I think she, she had a hand in this. You can kind of tell, cause, cause right. it was, I, I don't know. I, I, for as many people that are like, cause I keep hearing people like, oh, that movie was garbage. No, I really wasn't. Like, like it, Black it, Widow. It, yeah, like it, I think I saw someone on Facebook said, I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. I'll probably never watch it again. But I'm glad that I watched it. Well, I've already seen it twice since the movie theater. So I, I'm so, like, wow, that is the uh, no, I, I that's a review. <laughs> that's a review. I, I really think I, I think now it started with WandaVision and 
I've seen it now with Falcon. I've been seeing it low-key. Now I'm seeing it with Black Widow. I you see think, the image. You see the you see the vision. You see what's going on. Not so much the vision, but I'm far. I'm I'm talking more or less about the fan reaction to these shows and to the movie so far. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting to the point now where it's starting to feel like we've been staring at this forever, and people now I feel are looking, they're looking for something to to pop this bubble. Like they there, there's a lot of people nitpicking. And they're just, oh, I didn't like it. Well, what didn't you like about it? I still can't get a fucking response from people. Oh, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Okay, well, what what, did, what about this movie turned you off? I don't understand. Because right. for a standalone, you know, this, this movie is not leading to anywhere. All it really did, its only purpose was to give you a new Black Widow and introduce these new characters, which we I know we'll see in the future because none of them died. So the... I know we're going to see these characters again, and they opened up a whole new espionage world, and the end credit sets her up, the new Black Widow, for one of the new series coming out, so we'll see her there too, I'm sure. But, again, another bridge to something else. This is They used the Marvel formula to perfection here. It had all the action you needed. It told a hell of a story. It got darker than normal, so they updated the vibe a little bit. I don't understand. If you just didn't enjoy it because of whatever reason, I would love to hear it. Right. But I can't get an actual response from people. You know, they say vague things. Oh, the writing. Or the biggest thing everyone's pointing to is the Taskmaster, the reveal of the Taskmaster. So I won't spoil it here. But the Taskmaster in this movie is not the Taskmaster from the comic. So what order? You, you would do Falcon and then Loki and then Widow or Widow and then Loki? Or does it not matter? Uh... Being as though they don't connect, it doesn't really matter. I would probably tell if you're looking for action. So I would, when did they come out? What order in which did they come out? One division. It was it was one Falcon. Falcon. No, Loki. I already know. I already know. One division. Yeah. Falcon. Loki. Loki, and then Black Widow. Yeah, Widow debuted, and then the finale to Loki hit right after. So technically. I mean, if they'd have waited like one, more, like four more days, it would have literally been Loki then Black Widow. But none of them connect. Yet. No, widows. I don't. I don't think there's a real. This was a tribute video for her. This was the goodbye. Thank you for because remember her character doesn't get a funeral. You know, without her sacrifice, right, nobody does I'm watching it soon. <laughs> Let's stop talking about it. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. I, I literally just sent all the text messages while we were talking about it, and I I'm like jam packed for the week. So, with that being said, if we do go hard and go through these, I would love to have some in depth conversation about all three of these. I would love to do it again. Sure, why not? Like a real conversation. Because right now I'm being super vague. There's way more I want to talk about the show, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't all seen right. it. Yet. You come up with a backup plan. But we're going to grind this because she's hype. So we're going to grind this. And if we get through it by next pod, we'll do a whole episode on Marvel. You got to You're going to laugh. This is going to sound weird, but this is the type of movie we're talking about with Black Widow. There's a scene where they talk about uh, a hysterectomy. You know what a hysterectomy is? Sounds familiar. Okay. It's a surgical procedure where they remove uh, reproductive organs in women. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, yeah. For some reason, the way this was written, they talk about it in the film, and it's hilarious. 
Okay. Yeah, exactly. This is I'm telling you, this movie gets weird, it gets dark. But there's action, there's family involved, there's tears to be shed. It was is I'm telling you, this the emotions are all over the map for this movie. This was a Marvel movie. I don't understand why everybody I don't get it. I don't get it. But yeah, so we're all wrapped up here. You got places to be. I gotta get going to myself. Uh this is episode one ninety six in the books. All right. We got one. We gotta keep the streak moving. We have to do another one next week. <laughs> and another and we have to keep the momentum. We gotta get back on track here, bro. We gotta get back on track. We're, we're getting back on it. We're doing it. We're doing it. So uh, you gotta get a chance to see that movie. We'll talk about it again. Uh, next up on the docket, if I'm not mistaken, would be do, 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 do Shang Chi in November. They said that's the one that she in the be- movie. Yeah, because of the stupid COVID thing, we're gonna be in Marvel Mania. We got Shang Chi in November, Spider Man in December. And then we have, was it January? I can't remember. Or February, like one more. And then we got Strange in May. So we've got a, we've got quite the run That's to get thing. through here. And, uh, yeah, the movie theaters are back. I'm, I'm not. I have not. I have not forgotten about this. I want to do something. I want to see if we can do something with Brandon when that Doctor Strange movie comes out. Oh, no. We definitely have to. I want to do that. So I want bad. Brandon and Pombo on here so we can talk about it. Oh, my God. Please. All right. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for sharing. And, of course, thank you guys for enjoying episode 196, y'all. 100 episodes. Now pay him. And make sure that you buy my husband's t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash A-J-O-U-N. Please, he needs this. Listen to my daddy's show. He's the best, so I don't know.